And look, listen, stop snogging your cousin. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 10 and the final one of season one. Boo, 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 boo. We made it. Made it. I was just going to say that. We made it. We called we it. We made it. We called it. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. What a week. <laughs> what a week you have had. I've had a big week. A bit poorly. It's been, I was a bit poorly midweek, yeah. How are you feeling now? Better. Empty, but better. Are we going to talk about that you shot yourself at work? <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to chat about it. <laughs> Hold on, let me just have another drink. <laughs> Go on, Joe, lead us through it, please. I was feeling very upset in the morning when I left work. Yeah. As in tummy upset, but I just wanted to ignore it. I just thought, oh, I think I'm a bit hot. Got on the tube, bit hot, got my fan out, still a bit hot. Mm. Get to work, I'm all right. Get to lunchtime, poking my... my salad around the bowl a little bit and two of my work colleagues were like you're not you're not hungry I was like I feel a bit nauseous actually but I think I'm just tired I'm tired I've been doing the pod I'm doing work I'm just tired well we had a big day there before didn't we yes two we had shows. two show day yeah so then gets to about three o'clock mm. and it does that when it makes a noise and I was like steady on steady on Ooh. Why do you not do more voiceovers? <laughs> no, it was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Very accurate. Yeah. And then I went to the toilet. Yeah. And had that like sweaty bum feeling that you get. Just and then okay. it just went heavens open. And it was like well, back door. Yeah, back door first. Right. And I was like, oh no, this isn't right. This isn't right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not okay. Because like there's there's like <laughs> this isn't right. This isn't right. <laughs> Because there's like diarrhea. You do. Isn't you it? talk. You talk yourself through it, isn't it? Yeah. I always pray to God. Yeah. Oh dear. I go, I go, oh God, please stop. Yeah. Yeah. I think that <laughs> that thing, that one in bridesmaids when they're like, it's coming out of me. Like that yeah. is so accurate, really. Yeah, they Especially that. when it's like a bit crampy and you really do go, oh, 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 yeah. and it just it's always like that. And so because it was so watery, I was like, this is <laughs> this is game on now. Something's going down. It's a highbrow show, this isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And then I walked through the common room and I thought it's a little bit early. But common room? Well, not common room. Is like sixth form? <laughs> you just shit yourself no. at school. They <laughs> were like, you know, Aren't it's you meant like to keep a... 100 metres away from schools anyway? <laughs> Afterwards? Yeah. Oh, me in yeah. general. <laughs> we said we won't talk about yeah, that Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I walked through, not the common room, the canteen-y slash... Communal know, area. Communal area. Yeah. And I thought, I think I'm going to have to take an educated guess and leave now. Okay. So I went and got, I thought, no, I'm going to puke on this train. So I went and got a black bin liner. To be sick, because you thought... I thought, I knew with that that was going on, because my stomach started to cramp then. Yeah. I was like, I think I could I could puke on the train, so let's not take any chances. Went and got a black bag. As I'm coming back through, there's one of my work colleagues coming through the door this way, and one of them behind me. Right. And as I looked ahead... I thought, I'm never going to get out of there quick enough. So oh, I no. went to turn around to go to the other toilet and then he was coming at me and I just oh, looked at no. both of them and I just, I was upright. I've never done this in my life. I just stood upright and went, Argh! and it just shot out of me whilst in standing position. Projectile. Yeah. And as I did it, I just went, oh God. And I looked at him and he went, oh my God. And I went, I'm so sorry. And it was like dripping here and dripping here. She looked at me and went, she's so funny, but she just went, oh my God, what are you doing? That's disgusting. (laughs) And I went, I know, I don't know how to stop it. (laughs) But the worst part was... I'm not making a choice to. 
Oh, he said, I don't know what to do. I went, open the window and get me blue roll. And she was like, I'm not doing anything. I went, you're all right, mate. <laughs> get me the first aider to get a mop and bucket. Then the first aider came in and I really wanted to tell him because we have bants mm. that when I vomited projectile, I think because of the pressure, mm-hmm. that's when the shart attack happened. Shark and I've done it a few times in my life. Like I'm no stranger to it, but not at work. And it's a new kind of job-ish. I've only been there a few months. And they think a I'm lot still, of you there, don't they? Yeah, they do. And I love them all. And I just literally was like, ugh, 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 ugh. And I was like, right, pants are coming off. Black bag's going home. Let's get, let's get out of there. Yeah, Joe, wait till you get to the bathroom to set your pants off there, please. <laughs> I did, yeah, I didn't take them off in the... <laughs> well, get that. <laughs> your first aid, mate. Get them off. <laughs> Get the blue roll, get them off and fuck it and take my trousers off. <laughs> but didn't he say something to you like, I don't handle being sick? Yeah, he well. went, oh no, I don't really like sick. I was like, you're the first aider. That would have been the perfect point <laughs> yeah. just to go, you think that's bad, mate, I've shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. So that was eventful. Bless you. Yeah. Do you know what I love as well? We had a conversation this week uh, and you were telling me about your mum and you saying... You've been oversharing a bit too much information. And then we've opened up. And within the first six minutes of this episode, talks about you shitting and throwing up. You know what's weird, though? She'll be kind of all right with that. Will she? Yeah. I would like to say a formal apology to my mum for Mm -hmm. some of the topics I have discussed on this pod. But I'm going to carry on. (laughs) So that is, I'm sorry, but not sorry, Mum. All you... the ladies at WR are going to know lots of things about you. WR, I love that. Oh, they're really nice women as well, so I'm sorry, ladies. Well, when we're, when we're raking it in. Yeah, you won't be bothered then when I'm taking then. you Fine. out for cream teas at the Ritz. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want a celebrity endorsement? Yeah. Have you watched a little show called I May Destroy You? Yeah. Yeah, with a... Oh, oh not you, being Evil Knievel. <laughs> That's one way to describe my character. Evil Knievel. I think it won a couple of BAFTAs and that, and an yeah. Emmy, but I don't oh. want to talk don't, about don't that. Get, no, don't talk about that. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Anyway, one of the best mates, uh, Waruche Oppia, in that, has done us a little endorsement for our podcast. Hi, this is Waruche Oppia, and I just want it to be known that I do not know who Mr. Lewis Reeves is, and I do not endorse the podcast he speaks about. If you hear anything else, it is uh, fake news or deep fake, uh, because I do not know Lewis Reeves, and I do not endorse his podcast. So um, thank you, Mr. Reeves. I'd appreciate you. Stop sending me emails and texts and voicemails because I don't know who you are and how you got my number and I will be calling the police. Spent three months on set with her. Just harassing her now, aren't you? Got on the pod. Bosh. (laughs) Winning. Get in. (laughs) You keep harassing, my boy. Exactly. (laughs) Next up, season two from jail in the can. (laughs) Still managing to make it work, though. (laughs) The plan is to take a little break, a month or two. I'm off to do the stage. Oh, don't worry. I'm off to do the stage. Such a theatric. I don't... I'm a bit scared. No. It's not done a play since 2019. I know, but it's going to be like riding a bike. What I like about it is it's like a show show. Yeah. Because it's about who wants to be a millionaire. It's like very entertaining so yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be so That's much it. fun so come buy tickets I'll put a link on quiz the thing. quiz quiz the play we're going around the country so basically I haven't spoken about this person on the pod actually and yet she's 
the biggest person in my life. Um, mm-hmm. It's my sister from another mister in the States, mm-hmm. Jessie. Mm-hmm. Elaine Gentry Douglas Smith McGrath. So far. That is her name. Um, I met her when I was 23, 24, when I was living in LA. Mm-hmm. And we've been ever since. She, <laughs> she's a mindfulness coach. Okay. She works with hundreds of people. She's a life changer, earth angel. Yep. We have to get her on the show next season. Okay, like yep. it's an absolute must. She's very spiritual and everything. Anyway, I speak to her each week. Yep. Um, this week I had my call with her. I we were on the phone from seven to one, so I'm in like hole, as in fi- as in FaceTime hole. You're on the phone with her from seven till one. Yeah, we talk for hours. Oh my god. We don't live near each other either, so she's in LA, so Still, we have to. We've got to a lot of tea to catch up on. Anyway, yeah, I have spoken to her about so much stuff on this call. Uh huh. We've 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 gone into the brain. We've gone everywhere. So I am like, I'm like, re- I'm like a sponge right now. Okay. I get off the call at one o'clock, brush my teeth, get into bed. Clearly, for some reason, I haven't had enough electronic time, have I? So I go on Facebook and start scrolling. Okay, I'm glad you said that and not anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I told you, we've cleared that. Up. So, you know how your phones listen to you? Yeah. And they do start pulling up stuff. You can turn that off in the settings. Well. Some of them I like though because they're giving me. I'm look. I'm doing a lot of astrology at the moment. I'm looking at stars and quantum physics. I like it pulling all of that. I stuff love how out. you talk to me like that. Like you, you say it with the jest, like with the whimsical nature of I'm into all this, but you wouldn't understand it. But just trust me, I'm an expert. You talk to me like that, like I would not. I'd explain it to you, Lewis, but you'd go, <laughs> and yeah, you'd go, what? What are you on about, Joe? And I'd go, yeah, and look, I'm brilliant. What I'm saying right is correct. Don't you worry your pretty little head about it, Reeves. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, okay, go on. Facebook has been tossing some things up at me. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> sentence. And I started looking at them this night. This night? This night that I was I like, started looking at them this their night. I fell down a hole of this stuff. It booked me out. So, you know how we've been talking about AI? Mm-hmm. We've been talking about technology and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we've kind of touched on that, but mainly the AI side of things. They started to toss all these videos at me and then I got addicted to watching them. And then I started to trip myself out with them. So take a look at these and tell me, just tell me what you first kind of think when you first see them. Because they're, I'm gonna be honest, they're pretty epic. Right, in these images, okay. does nothing... You've got to explain to our listeners what we're seeing here. We're seeing that... Like, it's massive, massive screens at these massive, like, gigs. Mu- gigs. Yeah. Look at this one. Explore your This is what started to boot me out. Do you see all these people at the bottom yeah, watching so it? Yeah, it makes it look like it's coming out. 
well, it's not even that. Like, obviously, I watched this and I was like, wow, that is so cool, right? And then I looked at all the people down below watching through their phones. Watching through their phones, And yeah. everyone's got their phone on it, right? Right, yeah. And then I just had this moment of going, oh, my God, we're all looking through these, which is this tiny, small electronic box mm -hmm. in our hands. We're viewing this cinematic experience through this box. Mm -hmm. And then they've got this whole thing here. And I was like, the irony is these massive, humongous, computer-generated beings have got all of these people captivated. And I just had this moment of like this massive visual representation of what we were talking about on the AI episode of how robots could essentially be our leaders. And it just blew me away. Yeah, I mean, that's quite cool. That's, that is literally... This <laughs> is so one of those moments where you're like, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, my imagination was going mental. I'm 99% I'm sure you've had an edible and watched I have this. not. <laughs> I have not. It was very late at night. It was, I was, we're not in the now, Lewis. This is what it's connected to. It really brought me to the thing of like, we, they are all present and they're all holding this. Nobody's interacting. No they're one's at, sharing this experience. They're, at a gig. they're looking through an electronic box at a huge, humongous electronic space man, man. Spaceman. There's robots and stuff as well. And there's computer generated, like they're, they're holding each other and they're kissing. And then, and I was just like, this is that thing where we said they will have emotions and stuff. They're just replicating it. Imagine if it gets to the point where. Well, we're already there. We're already gormless watching technology through technology. But is that not nature itself? Go on. In the sense that nature creates more life and life creates life. And that is just another strand of life that is being created. But we're not living it. It's not real. We're not... But what's, what's living? What's around us? But is that not around us? Yeah, but it's, it, we're, we're beelined focused through technology. It's something that man created. Do you know what my personal feeling is? I wouldn't worry about it too much. I don't think we'll be looking through screens for too much longer. I think we'll be like, I reckon we'll be, we'll be in a place in 20, 30 years where we'll be like, oh my God, do you remember people used to carry around phones? And where will they be? I think they'll be on our person. Oh, I don't want it. I think you need to listen to... Alan Watts and his interpretation. Obviously, he died in like the seventies or the sixties, but he knew it, he made his predictions about. We should definitely play it on the show about everything going this way. I know what you mean. It's like you're you're at a concert and it look, feels really disfractured because look at this place that they're in. I look at that and go, "Wow, that is so beautifully created." I can appreciate it as what it is, but I also want to say. Look, no one's talking together. They're just all holding this thing, but looking at this other it's, big it's, thing. It's a music gig. It's, it's not about, even real. It's about like a visceral experience though, isn't it? It made me sad as well, but mainly because the other things I've been looking a lot at is nature and trees. And I've been really diving into that side of life. Literally only recent. I mean, I've always appreciated nature and things, but I've been like fixated on it recently. Yeah, but I tell you what you're doing while you're getting maybe a little bit overwhelmed is you are giving yourself an ultimatum. You're making a demand. Go on. In a sense, because there's not there's nothing to say that those two things don't coexist. I know, and I can respect. And that what they you're do. saying, what you're saying is you're watching a gig, and it's 
technology being projected at you and then you're therefore filming it instead of having an immersive experience where you're all together and you're experiencing it together and communicating Watching it. Watching feels... robot leaders. Yeah, I mean, but that's just... But it's just what a DJ's put out. But we've, we've been living in like a dystopian, Orwellian future for quite some time, haven't we? Like a big brother state controlled by... I mean, look at the value of money. Money is only a, a concept that is given to us because we all believe in it. It's not because how much gold bullion we've got in the bank. That's not how much... That's not how we value money anymore. We give money the self-worth that it has. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think... Don't worry about it. Well, I'm not. I worried about it that night and couldn't sleep. Yeah. I, I know exactly. And I think we all feel it because we're all guilty of it as well because we are all it. We all go to gigs and we're like, right, I just want to be in the moment and feel and listen to music. But then we also can't help filming it. No, but I think my added layer was the fact that it was a big robot on the screen. Because we're, I was like, we, we they are, could be taken over. <laughs> we could get taken over by robots and possibly we will. But also maybe the robots will, you know, become a sentient being. AI will be a sentient being and not even be interested in us. We'll, I would be like, love that. And what will happen is they'll just get in spaceships because they're not trapped by these bio-masked bodies. And they'll just leave and they'll go explore the um, explore the universe. That's a possibility as well. I know. Also, they could suppress us secretly and we could all be in traps like the Matrix. Well, and they are um, picket lining it over about it in Hollywood at the moment. Yeah, but thanks for well, keeping episode 10 party, party vibes. <laughs> <laughs> we are at a point in time with AI and we don't really realise it because the last big thing was the internet. This is This is going to be bigger. It is good. I wasn't meant to bring the bring bring the, no, but bring, I the, bring, the I, no, bring the tone down. <laughs> but you, you, what can you do? No, there's nothing. Oh, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with it. I was just literally on the night going, oh my god. Yeah. Then the irony of this whole entire story mm -hmm. is that I was watching all of that through my phone. <laughs> exactly. And that is the tea. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is natural. I know what you mean, but there's like a weird guilt, isn't there, about like, especially when you see like your screen time, you spent eight hours on your phone today. Yeah. Oh, fuck. But that is the world that we live in. I do think we'll be in a place though soon, which will be, like, be tapped into us. Okay, so this, I can't believe I forgot about it. Okay. So back in episode one, between episode one and episode two, it was your birthday. It was. Oh. Um, and I was going to get your birthday present. So I reached out. And what did we talk about in episode one? If you had to get someone to give you a birthday wish that we talked about in episode one, who would you get? We talked about him. The woodchopper man. The woodchopper man. So I reached out. To the woodchopper man. To the TikTok woodchopper man. No, you did not. Yeah, because I wanted him to wish you happy birthday. No. And... Is this going to be AI, though? It's not AI. Is it him? It's a real person. And <laughs> I reached out, and he went, is that for Joe Ball? And I went, it certainly is. And he went, she can fuck off. Oh. No, I'm joking. I, I couldn't get him. Okay. So... That's okay. He's a big guy. For, for, for your birthday, I got you this next best thing. I'm just going to get my axe. <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> Is that the one from the thing? Yeah. She's a big girl, all right. 
you know who else is a big girl? You, Joanna Boole. <laughs> Just want to say, sorry you can be there on your birthday. But I hope this makes up for it. Yeah. Just gonna take a few whacks, that's sure. It's uncanny, isn't it? Oh, there she goes. I'll pick you up. Ah, got a splinter. Fucking hell. I mean, no harm, no foul, right? Oh, ah, bloody hell. That's a pretty big hole there. That's what she said. Goes on a bit well. Bloody hell, spray my hand, that's enough. Mate, really strong work. There you go. That I was thought... really good. Spent the whole afternoon doing yeah, that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Lovely outfit. And then, <laughs> that was very good. For anyone who's not watching, that was me basically shagging and humping a tree stump <laughs> for about two minutes. And then I just got that tree stump and then chucked it back over the neighbor's what garden. What a birthday <laughs> surprise. So there you go. And I totally forgot about that. Oh, mate, I love it so much. Really? Yeah, I do. You really thought about it, didn't it's you? It's special, isn't it? <laughs> it's so special. Sent him a DM, but I didn't get any reply, <laughs> no, which I'm not surprised busy. about. But there you go, mate. Mate, that I was so I to, well I was like, done. Should I show her it? And then I was like, yeah, I've got yeah. it. So Thank there you. you. That's amazing. You're really, welcome. really kind. I've got a present for you, actually. Go on. Is it you chopping wood? It's not I, something thoughtful, is it? I made a little poster. Oh, for fuck's sake. I made a little poster to put up in here for for, for our last episode. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> oh. oh. Do you know who that is? Is that a Terminator? <laughs> Look at that. Is that from the manifestation table? Are you yeah. Your um, house? Yeah. And do you know what all of these are? Oh, okay. <laughs> You've so got to guess them all. There's obviously a picture of a Terminator, yeah. half human, half cyborg. Yeah. There's a pineapple in yeah. reference to all the pineapple chat we've had. Yeah. There's the mushrooms, yeah. which is, you know, what you live on. Um, <laughs> that's shower gel. <laughs> oh, that's about the bumming story of yeah. one with scrubs. <laughs> that, that's I, a kidney. <laughs> that's a kidney. Seagull, because I tried to punch one. Yeah. Bart Simpson, Simpsons? Yeah. Wow, I'm You're getting really, really good. good. Submarine, yeah, because you love them. Yeah, wank cap. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's the wank cap. Acorn, because yeah. you bought us an acorn. Yeah, growth, prosperity. Yeah. That is because oh, we talk about the stars, astrology. Yeah, fantastic. And that is wanking off cows. It's a goat. It's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, that's a cow with but very big ears. But I think no, that's the horns. That is so thoughtful. Thoughtful. We'll be back. Look, do you get my pun? We'll be back. It's the Terminator. Because it's the Terminator. And we will be back for season two. Okay, we've got to put that in shot. Let's. There we go. We've got all these things. I know. Ah. But we're back. Episode ten, final. The Oracle. Bulls, fools. Are you ready for this? Look, I'm popping. Wow. I watched popping on Facebook the other day. Hold on, it's like... You definitely had an edible, watch loads of stoned AI videos, and then we're just like, just, just, I am a robot. I'm going to pop my way out of being scared of AI. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to oh. exit. Do you know what that I was... That was quite good. 
That looks like you have an epileptic fit. <laughs> and that is not me making In fun style. of your disability. That is just... What should I do if you do have a fit? I was been meaning to ask you this. Not a big deal. As long as I haven't hit my head, get me on my side, get a pillow under that old barnet. Let me shake it out. What, just crack on with the pod? Yeah, just crack on. I'll wake up in a bit. Come on then. What is this then? Is this an oracle or is it a bull's so, falls? This is kind of, this. I would say this is a, a bull's falls really because it's a okay. lot of predictions that basically haven't come true. Love it. So you're giving us like a compilation? I'm, gi I'm giving a you a compilation, a medley. Yes, please. But to begin the medley, I thought I'd introduce, because it's 10, top 10. Are you doing a top 10? Top 10. Nice. So I just want to start this though by yeah. saying that it has only taken... 10 episodes for me to understand your mission of can you go away and do some homework yeah. and prepare a show right. and lay it out properly. I think you do a very good job. Well, I have. Look, I've put it in document form. So I finally got it off of paper. Well done. 10 weeks later. Welcome to the world of Windows 98. Coming in at number one. Whoa, whoa, what the fuck? You started well, number no, one? yeah. 10, whatever. Hold on. <laughs> no, can... Is this... Are I we... haven't ranked them, if I I'm honest. I haven't ranked them. Okay, cool. So on this list, though, of top 10, taking it back to the early episode of when you made fun of me for the Robert Metcalf situation. Oh, there we go. Go on, then. He's only gone and made the top 10 list, hasn't he? Of course he has. <laughs> Boom! But just once. None of yours have. None of your predictions over the last series have. Mine have. Okay. <laughs> okay, I can see what this is. This is a revenge episode. <laughs> V for Vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> That's a W. There you go. Well done, mate. Right. So, yeah, Robert Metcalf comes in at number one. In the early days of the internet, a number of people saw it as a flash in the pan idea. Not Robert Metcalf, founder of 3Com, yeah. Earthnet, as we now know, Ethernet. Mm -hmm. He predicted the internet would soon go on spectacular supernova and end catastrophically. Wonderful. That third glass of Prosecco has gone down a storm, hasn't it? I love that you're retelling information that the audience already know and you're doing a worse job of it. <laughs> I'm getting hot again. This is what happens down here, this little cabin. Um, yeah, catastrophically. 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 Collapsed. Yeah. So <clears throat> he proceeded to eat his words. <clears throat> we know that. Literally during keynote speech. Oh, Number two. That was a famous one. But that only <laughs> happened once. Whereas in episode one, you said that that had happened twice. Yeah, I printed was... the same article twice, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. that. And you made so much more work for yourself. And it was only because you'd finished the story, but you'd printed it. So therefore you'd started reading the story again. Which is brilliant. But just like you were like, oh, well, this is obviously, I obviously got it right. So I'll just keep cracking on. Imagine if I wasn't like an actual presenter and they fed me auto cue. I would be like Anchorman and just you, keep reading it. You could, I could feed you anything and you'd say it. I would. Yeah. I would. And you'd get off air and I'm like, you'd be like, you'd be like what a cracking show that was. You'd be like, Joe, you kept saying that the Holocaust didn't happen. <laughs> Repeatedly and adamantly. Pompey, Pongay. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst doing the Adolf Hitler moustache little dance. <laughs> and you'd be like, so I'm guessing not everyone enjoyed it? <laughs> that would be good. Two, <clears throat> viewers will tire of the television. What a joke. As Who if, said that? As if. I'll tell you now. 
Hollywood film producer Daryl Zanuck of 20th Century Fox was sure the appeal of television would be short-lived. In 1946, he said, television won't be able to hold up to any market it captures after the first six months. People will soon get tired... I love this bit. People will soon get tired of staring at a plywood box every night. We love it. Little did we know we'd be fixated on a little electronic box and... Yeah. I would go on to design caps that balanced it in front of your face. If the show gets any bigger, we have to make a wank cap. We're making one. And sell it. Yeah. The wank cap. And I'm telling you, it would have a market. Well, but this is the thing. Scott said immediately after hearing your pitch, why would you just not watch it on a laptop? Because a laptop is very big and cumbersome. And I was thinking about this, like, if you've but got... But if you've got a phone in your wank cap, and say, I'm being generous, let's say it's there, which is like a foot from my face, that's still quite intense. Not as intense as that. Well, I'm, not pointing that near my... <laughs> I'm not pointing that near my face. <laughs> no, you could put down that near the foot of your I bed, you... really. Yeah, but I tell you what's a, a humbling moment when you're watching, you know erotic things I on don't laptop. watch it Lewis we've this, had this conversation well, yeah but when you okay when one is watching erotic things and you've finished and then you turn it off and then you've got the reflection of what you are <laughs> on your laptop, <laughs> on laptop and it's just covered in tissue all over you <clears throat> you're just like oh god you're crying you've got to take the noose off you've got the tangerine oh, no. in your mouth <laughs> so bad <laughs> you know it's a real moment of shame Put the teddies away. Put the teddies away. <laughs> According to Ofcom, UK adults spent nearly a third of their waking hours watching TV and online video content in 2020. We were in a pandemic, though, at that moment. Yeah, that's and not I real think fair. most of us were on our screens during that period of time. However, a third of waking hours is quite a considerable amount. I would say it's even more than that now because of phones. I think we yeah. look at our phones and tablets and things like that a lot more than what we do, say, the TV 10, 20 years ago. I was on the tube the other morning and I had another moment, like the video moment, and I looked around and literally every single person, every single one, and that train, it was morning rush hour, every single person was on their phone. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, my God. <laughs> It's a Charlie Brooker Black Mirror moment, isn't it? It really hits you sometimes. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying I, I don't go on my phone. I do. I am on my phone. I use it a lot. I use it a lot for work. I do spy on things. I go on Pinterest a lot. The mass, it's the massive percentage of people that are on it now. It blows me away. When we're all in a... It's weird when you dip area. out. You, you dip out and you have a little look around and you mm. see what everyone's behaviour is. And you realise, I think the sickening feeling is like, that's my behaviour as well. <gasps> you can do number three online shopping will be a flop from the same article as above so the one about the television and whatnot right, okay remote shopping will flop because women oh, deba- there we go. debatable um like to get out of the house and they like to handle merchandise mer- <laughs> merchandise and they like to be able to change their minds i'm gonna caveat that go on because i know a lot of people that like to try before they buy mm-hmm. not just women so Yes, bit sexist. Very sexist. Not the same anymore. Although I would, I would argue. I wonder what the average shopping consumer is. I wonder if the, if a lot more women do shop than men. Yeah, maybe. But I know what you mean. It's very sexist language, isn't it, Joe? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Try before you buy. Rule of thumb. Absolutely. Just not underwear, please, madam. <laughs> and not in the middle of the store, please. And anyone else will hear me when I say buying swimming costumes, <clears throat> and I bet women will know what I'm going to say now. Go on. Buying swimming costumes or trying swimming costumes with the plastic in the lady garden area. What's the plastic in the lady garden? What's that? They put, oh, well, like they a, put sheet. a hygiene sticker in the lady garden area. Okay. And look, I get it because, yeah, I don't want other people's... Taco. <laughs> lady Custi juice stuff yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, but it's just so crinkly and uncomfortable and there's a part of you that goes, do I just rip it off and try it on and then I'll stick it back down? Right. Or do I suck it up and just like pull it up and give it a go with the like crispy paper tearing shreds into your precious thin walled lady? Do you know garden. why Nick? Do you not keep thin your walled? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Is you writing an erotic novel? It's like Jane Jackie Austen. Collins. Move over, Jackie Collins. <laughs> <laughs> thin paper wedge placed between me. Even though I know Sandra from over the raid and just tried on the same bikini. Our lips pressed together. <laughs> Systematically through one bikini. If only they were to touch in real life. Derek was out at his bridge meeting. <laughs> Would that be the opportunity? Well, I was in Dorothy Perkins. Yeah. Um, that's no more anymore. Hmm? Dorothy Perkins, that's gone. Oh no, so many of the goodies are gone. Goodbye, DP. See you later. Although, oh. DP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's bin DP. That's. <laughs> R.O.P.D.P. <laughs> That's why I know you watched too much porn, because you knew what D.P. was straight away. <laughs> Dorothy Perkins, for the record, not double penetration. R.O.P.D.P. Right, number four. Go on. This is one we've covered before, actually. Yeah. So this is the robot worker, AI shocker. Yeah. My favourite topic seems to be. The biggest bout of anxiety in my life is literally just my imagination surrounding the demise of the human race <laughs> against AI. But I think we've been um, fascinated with that since the beginning of time. You go back yeah. to mind. I love it when I start like, doing a bit of historical. You're like, yeah. I see you check out. No, I don't. I'm here. I can see you I... going, fucking hell. <laughs> Almost like you bring in like a special another Joe. All right, I'll take over from here. Yeah, mm, that is clever. Yeah, well done. Anyway. No, I love history. We've been on, obsessed Louis. with the end of time since the beginning of time, since civilization started, which is why we we definitely next season we should cover the Mayans yes. and all their productions. Productions? All of those productions that Hermione did, they no, were great. They no, had five-star um... reviews in the stage. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Go so on, the AI shocker, the obsession with technology taking over human jobs is a tale as old as the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. In 1982, writers of the mm -hmm. Omni Future Almanac. Almanac. Yeah. Almanac. How, what is that then? It's a prediction. Oh. My book. I should know. We've not watched Back to the Future. Yeah, but like when I was little. So when he nicks the sports almanac, it's with it's the listing of all the results. Okay. My so, apologies, I did not know that. 
That's all right. It's good to know you did loads of research. <laughs> Almanac predicted workers, <clears throat> including dry cleaners, farm workers and shop cashiers, would be replaced by robots. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. It winds me up when I have to do... A part of me is wound up when I go into London and there's someone there and you go to the till and they go, just do it just on do the self-help. I'm like, no, I want a person. Yeah, I want a person. Why do you want a person? That's... I can't really pits. I'd like interaction, please, with other human yeah, race that's what it people. is. Like, hello, how you doing? You're all right. I, that's I, the part of humanity that I love so much. I know, I know. So I um I press fifteen percent on the NHS discount. <laughs> Fuck you, Itsu. I've ever told and I've ever told you my advert idea for Itsu. Go on. Can I tell you really quick? Go on then. Right. Okay. So Itsu. See if you can compete with the other fellow inventor. Okay, right. So uh, there is... Okay, Itsu, if you're watching, this is my advert pitch for you. Okay, so there's like uh, an amateur-looking stage with a half... Like there's an auditorium with... It's half full. People aren't really interested. (coughs) People are coughing. There's a kid on their phone or whatever. And then there's a magician at the front. And he's doing some half act and he's pulling a rabbit out and everyone's sort of like, oh, it's a bit rubbish, whatever. And anyway, he gets shuttled off. Kane comes across gets lobbied off, right? Then another bloke comes out. It's our Itsu chef. And it's like... And then all of a sudden, he's like got the white gloves. He brings out the food and it's like... Sparkles, food appears from nowhere. Sparkles, sparkle, sparkle. All this food. Oh, my God, people come down from the auditorium. They're filling in. It's really exciting. And then the music goes... Itsu kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. And then everyone's like, oh, and everyone's like fucking having sushi and that, having a great time. It's like, Itsu. That's my advert for Itsu. I'm really impressed. I've been sitting on that for years. I wanted to make fun of you, but I can't. Itsu kind of magic. How do you get that to them? It's really good, Lewis. I think we just did. (laughs) Call me. Let's sort it out. I'll be the magician and let's just talk. Dollar. Sponsor the pod. I'm really impressed with that, Lewis. Well done. I have been sitting on that since 2011. <laughs> That's <laughs> a long old long time. time. I didn't actually realise Itsu had been open that long. You can still find them. <laughs> Five. A Life of Leisure. In 1966, Time magazine predicted that computers would be filling the roles of all high-level high executives, leaving 90% of the population to live in state subside life of leisure. Subsidise. Right, yeah. So I, I think I know a little bit about this. So they, especially in the 60s, it was quite positive in the sense of, look, we could actually live in a utopia where we all have so much free time and we're not like enslaved into a system. Like all this technology that's going coming through will benefit us all so we can have a life of leisure and we don't need to live, you know, you know, doing tests to get to college, then getting in debt and then taking on loads of debt. Then with that debt, you've got to get a job and then you're paying off the money from college and trapped in this sort of system. They actually saw it like it could be a very different thing, but we've not gone down that way, have we? No. Which might not sound realistic on my part, which is fair enough. No, it's not. I'd love to go into that, though. I really think next season, like, there's so much to explore about. Well, I really want to get... Like, on another... Like, I want to go deeper into the, like, psychology of all this stuff. 100%. And that's why I think getting a futurist on will be really good. Yeah. People who, like, predict the stock market and patterns and things like that. Yeah. Fly me to the moon. Mm Mm-hmm. 
is the next one. Okay. It's like, you knew. And I'm prefacing this with never, ever in a million, trillion, billion, skillion, hillion, tillion years mm -hmm. are you going to get me doing this. Predictions of holidays in space aren't just thoughts of the 60s sci-fi films. In 2010, Eric Anderson of Space Adventures told Space.com, by 2020, you'll have seen private citizens circumnavigate the moon. Elon mm -hmm. Musk went further saying, I'm not going to go... I'm gonna go out on I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that by 2020 there will be serious plans to go to Mars with people. No, no, no. You it's a do it. no. Uh, look, I've told you before. I love space. I'm obsessed with it at the moment. But getting me on a no. Well, you can be obsessed with something, can't you? Like I really like sea life. I like <laughs> yeah. sharks and whales and stuff. Yeah. But I'm I'm not going getting in a cage right, with a shark. Right, right, see. Leave it be. I'm exactly the same. Although I would be very interested to do one of those shuttles where you just, get, you're not doing like a massive, because traveling to Mars would take a huge amount of time and a huge amount of your life. I'd be much more for just popping up out of the atmosphere like you can do some of those planes, having a little look about, fucking hell, and then coming back down. I'd yeah. be maybe up for that. I quite like this next one. Number seven. Do, 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 do. Top of the box. I'm 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 down for a bit of this if I'm honest. <clears throat> I understand it comes with its pros and cons, but I think I'm pro. Sniffles and sneezes would be only a memory by 2000. Physician Dr. Lowry McDaniel predicted in 1955. Yeah. But scientists continue to be I don't know this word, but you're going to say it and mm -hmm. I'm... What is it? Stymied? Yeah, what does that mean? Do you want to look at what stymied yeah, means? Please. To prevent something from happening or someone from achieving a purpose. Um, but that guy's prediction of colds and sniffles being a thing is a yeah. bollocks. You're going to say that we need to have those things? No. Oh, go on. We're running out of the Amazon. And the Amazon is where we get majority of our antibiotic treatment from. So it's through going from looking at different leaves and being like, oh, we've not discovered this leaf. And then you take that leaf back and then you can make an antibiotic from it. And the problem with the human body is the more and more antibiotics that we use, we become immune to it. And so therefore we need to discover other ones when those conditions get worse or when new COVID, when another strands are invented. And the problem is we're eating away our Amazon. So we're eating away at um, all the things, all the need. information that we need. So eventually something will, will be released on the planet and we will all die. Just when I was thought I was getting over my anxiety of AI attacking. Don't worry. I, We're if all going to die anyway. If I had to put money on it, I reckon AI will control us in a few hundred years and we won't really know about it. Probably leave the planet and then we'll die of a virus. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Next one. Eight. <clears throat> Humans will live to 150. Don't know how I feel about this one, if I'm honest. California mm. biologist Bernard Streller. Who? Bernard Streller, yeah. Streller. Yeah, have confidence in yourself. Yeah, yeah. Streller. My mum always says that. Sounded a warning in 1974. Humans would soon live to 150 and society needed to prepare for it. The record for the oldest person is held by Janine Louise Calment, mm -hmm. who died 122 in 1997, she, oh. she lived to 122. <sighs> I don't know about that. 
I, th- I like the way they said that we need to prepare for it as if that's going to be like a big problem because it's not well, like you they're... just said we're all getting wiped out yeah exactly and also like they're, they're not people on living to 150 and they're like oh we're taking over the world it's like they're just a you know just bones and rubble in the corner oh. I don't want to live to 150 they're a forgotten if I'm living at 150 man. and I look like Brad Pitt if, actually Bring if I look on. like Brad Pitt anyway anyway that would just be amazing if I'm having the time that I'm having now yeah which is the time of my absolute life. Yeah, and you're 50... <laughs> no, you were born 1950. <laughs> I forget, it's what is it? It's one of them. 18. So intimidated. By your wisdom. <laughs> By my wisdom I know. <laughs> I don't want to go that long, but if I'm having the time that I'm having now, bring it on. Yeah, that's the thing, you wouldn't be. I would. If you're 150, mate, you're in the corner like... Well, who knows, though? Who knows? Stem cells, that's the way. I've started taking absolute collagen now. And you look fantastic. Thank you. All thanks to... Absolute collagen. Ding! (laughs) Number nine. This is a bit... Yeah. The death of the letters C, X and Q. I think it's a bit random, this one. Go on. Uh, A piece for the Ladies' Home Journal in 19... Oh, 1900. <laughs> John LF. I'm not good at names, am I? Okay. Watkins, the yeah. creator of mechanical technology at the Smithson Institute, mm-hmm. looked forward 100 years and predict- predicted the demise of the letters C, X and Q. They will be abandoned because unnecessary. He predicted that newspapers would have spearheaded a move to phonetic spelling and Russian would be the world's second language. I think phonetic spelling would be so much better. I do too. I spell in phonetics. It just makes so much more sense. I can't read. (laughs) Yeah, but it just makes so much more sense. Yeah. And I think when we were at school, because we're not actually too many years apart, we, you were you were taught you were taught with reading first. Well, I got really confused because you were taught phonetically and then you were taught the alphabet. Then it, and then the key stages and everything changed. So I think, yeah, I'd be up for that. Oh, really? Yeah. For now, it just makes so much more sense. Yeah, maybe. I before E after, you know, all that shit. Well, I, I before E except after C. Yeah, I don't, just spell it how it looks. Number 10. Now, mm. this one is probably my favourite, if I'm honest. I am someone who does struggle with eating in the sense of I'd rather do anything but eat, but that's because I want to do other fun stuff. Yeah. If food is put in front of me, I love it. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. don't really have a desire to cook. Yeah, I often I'm trying have to, to get remind into you. I know. Yeah, people do. Ha- people in my life have to gen- generally remind me to to eat something. Yeah, but I, I will forget, or I just, you get too excited. I don't get you? too excited about yeah. other stuff, but I do like food. <laughs> this is a really good one, though. This is um, so like Violet Beauregard chomping on her three course chewing gum in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. People have been preoccupied for decades with a replacement for preparing and cooking food. This is right up my street so far. Mm -hmm. In 1966, California's Long Long Beach Press-Telegram predicted future pantries would be stocked with freeze-dried meat, eggs, and pre-sliced apples, ready to be rehydrated into meals in a flash. I mean, they're not far off. I mean, space food is basically that. Have you eaten space food? I've eaten space food. Now, how many times have you been to the moon again? <laughs> what satellite were you working on last week? You have to remind me. 
I did Apollo 13. Yeah. Yeah, you probably did Apollo you know, 11. You know, you know the whole one small step for man? Mm-hmm. Sexism started there because that, <laughs> that was me, you. buddy. <laughs> they just took one, all the glory. Yeah, one small step for man. Hey, you can fuck off. They just turned your mic off. <laughs> I'd say that has come to fruition. Oh, I think so. Our food is pretty much like that, isn't it? Yeah. But they want to like... They want to do it where even like soup and milk would be delivered to people's home in frozen bricks and chemical factories would convert rain and underwear into sweets. When was that predicted? This was predicted in 1966. Right, rain and underwear into sweets. What? I don't know what rain and underwear Yeah, 1966, is. some fucking acid head has written this at Woodstock. It wasn't. It wasn't California. Yeah, it was in yeah, Long Beach. exactly. Yeah, I think someone squeezed that in. They were it's just trying to fill tits. out the article. <laughs> yeah, well, that was it. That's number ten. Well so that's done. A little well, that... bit of a rundown. I love it. A great summary. And then next season, I want to hit up um, proper psychics. I've got. A, we've got a psychic lined up. We've got a psychic buster. So someone that you know busts. Psychics, faux psychics. I want Jesse on, who's a mindfulness coach. I want to dive into our brain a bit more, if I'm honest. Also, what I thought would be really good, because we're talking about philosophy and life and all those sort of things. Meaning of life. Yeah, no, we're we're trying to work it out in amongst these predictions. We're going to do the Mayans, we're going to do Nostradamus, we're going to do all those really big topics. But then also, what I thought would be really good, if we get someone like Laura on, who's your friend, who's like a money mindset coach. Yes. Um, Because money's kind of a taboo thing, but actually... Money is freedom. Mm-hmm. So if we can bring people of those sort of expertise onto the show. Yes, get them all on. I want everyone. And because there's a world where we can link your spirituality with the reality that we're in. Yes. And help people find a better one. Yeah. Because there's peace out there to get. Absolutely. We're in charge of it in our own brain though. All right. And welcome <laughs> back to the quiz. This is it. I'm winning. This is it, mate. I'm going to get to smoke a spliff with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how forfeits work. I actually asked people, I said, what should the forfeit be? And uh, we had quite a few funny ones. Uh, Tom Bolton, who's who's a Doncaster Rovers fan, put, you have to watch Doncaster Rovers live. <laughs> I would do that. Which is quite funny. Your mate, Laura, she, she put wank off a pig. <laughs> which... Laura! Which is kind of on theme, but it's a cow. But yeah. we could switch it up. She also put swim across the Thames. She knows I want to do that, but that's that would kill you. It wouldn't kill you. David Walliams did it. Did he? He swam the length of the Thames. You can get drowned in that. <laughs> you could get drowned in that. <laughs> the undercurrent. Yeah, they've, got, they've got very strong undercurrents. Very yeah. strong. But like, if you did it out of London on a rope, and plus the undercurrents are very strong in London, especially in embankment, because they put. You get so bored with my. No, I tell you what, that wasn't bored. That was actually me thinking because when you said you can do the Thames out of London, I forgot that the Thames goes on for a very long while. I think so that... in my head, mm. I was thinking of swimming by embankment and then you just said embankment. I made a face and you took that as boredom. Embankment. Sensitive. Embankment. Because you literally went, I went to give some interesting, what I thought was interesting <laughs> information about embankment, but turns out it's fucking boring. It's not. You, you went... <laughs> no, my face did that. But my body was like, oh, yeah, embankment. I forgot. I get, I get that a lot with a lot of people. Yeah, my face is saying I'm bored, Lewis, but inside I'm <gasps> no, interested. No, I'm not bored, Lewis. <laughs> oh, whatever gave you that impression? Because yeah. in the Victorian era, they put thousands of tonnes of concrete to make the Thames narrower. 
So there's oh, less okay. journey to cross. Yeah. But in doing so, you funnel the water and then develop um, undercurrents, which is why if you jump off the bridge, you go straight under. That's why they put all those signs up now. But anyway, that's what she put uh, with along with Wank of a Pig. Joyce Foskin over in the States, fans in the States now we've got. They put, um, if you did like a um, winter polar plunge, which I thought would be quite good if we filmed that. And we've got, what we've got in Margate is Walpole Tidal Pool, which is the largest tidal pool in the country. So if we said you have to do a polar plunge and you have to swim the length, and it's big. Wisers. You have to wear an embarrassing board for an afternoon in a high street. I've done that for jobs before. That is nothing for me. <laughs> but the other person gets to write, so I'd get to write whatever... Tut on it. Whatever tut I want on your one, and you'd have to stay there for the afternoon, or you could do the same That's to me. That's a good one. That's quite a good one. Yeah, that's really good. Um, okay, so here it is, the quiz. Good luck. <laughs> your handshake is so... Fierce. So hard. Strength of a thousand ox. Here we go. I've got a funny feeling I'm going to win. So, my questions from last week were, how many steps will I do between, and it was Tuesday and today is Sunday, so it's been, what, four days. Lewis said 45,000 and Joe said 60,000. And the answer is 32,000. You are going to so win this because I just remember what the other questions, questions are. Second question was, how many total views on YouTube will we have, as in the We Called It um, podcast on YouTube, how many total views on YouTube will it have by the last recording day, which is today? So I've just tallied up the views, I've counted them all individually, and Joe put 13,000, Lewis put 12,500. The answer is 17,055 views. Oh, Everyone is going on about Barbie, Barbie and Oppenheimer. But how much money will they make combined? And then there was a bonus point because me and Gemma were seeing both. And it was a bonus point for guessing which one would we see first, Barbie or, or Oppenheimer. So Joe said 180 million combined revenue with Barbie first. Lewis said 230 million with Oppenheimer first. I can reveal the combined opening weekend revenue for Barbie and Oppenheimer was 105 million, which means that Joe gets the point for that. That's it. And I think that means she's going to win the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> But also, Joe guessed that we would see Barbie first on the Friday and Oppenheimer on the Saturday. And Lewis said it was going to be Oppenheimer first and Barbie on the Saturday. And I can reveal that we did see Barbie first on the Friday and then Oppenheimer on the Saturday. Get that billboard on, son. Congratulations. Good luck next series, Lewis. And uh, I can't wait to see what the forfeit is. Back to the show. Congratulations. Yes. Good luck. <laughs> Oh no! And then on the I don't back. want to do it. I don't <laughs> want to do it. I wanted you to no, do it. No, no. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Get it on. Well, what do you think about that? I think it's a load of bollocks. It's a sad I little think face. Glastonbury starts on the Thursday. It doesn't. It starts on the Wednesday. <laughs> well, there'll be a forfeit. 
I'll be doing it and it'll be on YouTube at some point in the near future or I imagine it'll be the opening for episode one. Either way, I will be doing something inevitably I don't want to do for the entertainment of you, our wonderful viewers, who we would not have been able to do this without. No. So thank you so much for everyone that has rated the show, subscribed. Please, 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 if you want us to come back for season two, just tell your mates. Bigger and better. Tell your mates about it. Like, subscribe, share it about. Oh, have you heard the We Call It podcast? Oh, it's amazing. All that sort of shit. Spread the word. Spread it, listen to it, pop it on in the background. It all really, really helps. And follow us on the socials. And thank you so, so much. And I should probably say thank you to our amazing producer, Matt Bentley-Viney, who this would not be possible without. No. Hazley Preble, who's got the nicest name ever. Ever. Hazley Preble. And he's cool. She's very cool. He does all our cool social media videos. So imagine if you've gone, oh, wow, Lewis and Joel done really well with their social media views. That's because we've not done them. Ryan Simmons, our graphic designer. Thanks so much, mate, for making us look good. Everyone who's coming to the studio, Oliver Hayward, Chris Hyson, who did our music, which is an absolute bop. And thank you to all of our guests that have been on the show. Yes, it's it's been been amazing. A spiritual... I've had the best time and it's only going to get better. We're going to have loads of guests. Yeah. Because we've made a name for ourselves now. People can see the product. They'll be like, oh, what's going on over there? They're having a laugh about things But they're also going deep. They're getting deep. Too bloody deep, (laughs) if anything. And they're having a laugh at it. And they're just like chilled out entertainers. Yeah. What's What's not to like? Thanks very much. (laughs) See you in season two. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks, dude. Oh, yeah, and thanks to you. <laughs> I can't remember. What's your name again? It's like a John. It's like a J. It's a J. Uh, and I love, I love you very much. I love you very much, too. I love you very much. <laughs> and fair, fair, try And that's uh, the problem <laughs> with the Conservative Party. <laughs> get them out! Yeah, get, and then get them the right ones in. Tim. Yeah. You go in and you come out and then you shake it all about. What a blast. What a blast. Season two? Season two. See you then. Coming at you. Bye. Love you. Like, subscribe, follow us, share. Up your bum. (laughs) Bye. Love you. Love you. COVID 19, call it. Let's do win in the league, call it. Nana losing the teeth, call it. We call it, baby.